You're listening to Your Jewish Life, Your Way with Karen Cinnamon, the podcast that explores what it feels like to be Jewish or Jewish in 2023. On the show, we divulge all of the secrets and know-how to being confident in celebrating and living your Jewish life, your way, with easy, simple ways to embrace your mishpacha through the traditions and rituals you've been dying to learn more about. So save your kvetching. We're talking less Jewish guilt and more Jewish joy here on out. Yalla, forget about the right and wrong ways to be Jewish. It's time to create a Jewish life you love living. So I thought it was high time. We did an episode about Shabbat. It is such a beautiful ritual. It's such a meaningful, big part of being Jewish that everybody marks in one way or another, probably even if they don't realize. But what we thought would be fun today is not just talk about Shabbat and the traditions, but really easy ways that you can incorporate it into your life. It can be hard to know how to fit it in, how to observe it in a really easy way that fits into modern life. So we thought we'd sort of suggest some ideas. When I say we, I am joined today with the fabulous Sam and Emily from the team Smashing Life Stroke Your Jewish Life. Hi, Hi. guys. Hi. <laughs> Good to see you again. Well, hear you again. I thought we could do a quick intro for anyone that doesn't know about you. So Emily... Who's Emily Sakharin? <laughs> so yes, I'm Emily. I've been working with Karen for a number of years now. Yeah. I came into the sort of smashing life ecosystem through our sister brand, Smashing the Glass, which is all about Jewish weddings. I worked for Karen doing various things there, writing, social media, working with clients, just sort of the works. And I still do all of that. And now since Smashing Life has grown, I have become a part of this too. And I do... Again, sort of a whole array of things, but I do a lot of writing. I write a lot of our resources, our newsletters, and just working with the community. And it's it's been great. I love working with this team. And Emily, love you. Yeah, Emily's in New York City, stroke Boston. I'm here in London. Yeah. And Sam, where are you? And who is Sam Levitt? Who's Sam Levitt? <laughs> Hi, I'm Sam. Um, yeah, I'm based in Brooklyn, New York. I've been here my whole life. I also came into the Smashing Life community through Smashing the Glass when I was a Jewish bride looking for inspiration for my own Jewish wedding. And Karen and I were connected that way. And, you know, we met in person when she came on a business trip to New York and we hit it off. And I sort of just inquired if there were any job openings because I just loved the community so much. And lucky for me, there was. I did a bit of freelance writing and now I do a bit of writing for the Your Jewish Life Instagram, and I work within the Smashing Life community, and it's just my favorite thing to do. It's so much fun. The team is wonderful, and yeah, that's... We have that's, a good time. We have a we great do. time. We do. <laughs> so let's dive in. I thought it'd be quite fun to start with just asking each other, like, how do you celebrate or mark Shabbat? Do you do it every week? Sam, want to kick off? Well, growing up, uh, we did with my family. We did a Shabbat every week, not... It wasn't necessarily keeping Shabbat, you know, it's not that we didn't go out on Friday night, Saturday, but we would always make sure my, my sister, my parents and I, we would mark it with challah and wine or grape juice. And we would make sure to have that, that ritual every Friday. And then, you know, as, as my sister and I got older, we had friends that would go out on Friday nights. We'd want to go out, but it was always very important to my parents that even if we weren't having dinner together, we would mark Shabbat together. And that's something that is really important to me as an adult and 
my husband grew up the same way. He would, he would do the same thing with his family. And it's something that we want to incorporate into our lives. And so I find it's a little hard to find the motivation to do it every single week. Just the two of us. I think it's something that might get easier one day if, and when we have children, but Something I love doing is inviting friends over for Shabbat. Um, and we can totally talk about that a little bit more um, and get into it a bit. But I think when you have more people over, when you have that community come over, it's a lot easier to get into it. And like the inspiration is really there. And I just love throwing a, a big Shabbat dinner party for people. Oh, I love that. We definitely want to talk more about that shortly. Emily, how about you? Do you celebrate on Mark Shabbat? So, I mean, like Sam growing up, I mean, we didn't do this, you know, every week without exception, but a lot of weeks we would do family Shabbat dinner. Um, My mom would make challah and I would often help her. So that was a really special thing. We would light candles. And for the most part, that was sort of the extent of it. You know, on Saturday during the day, we would just do, you know, whatever. These days, I mean, I do still do the, you know, the candles, try to do the challah, you know, sometimes, not necessarily every week. Actually, for the past couple, of, well, I don't even remember how many months it's been, but I have actually started not fully traditionally observing Shabbat, but I have started sort of like going device free for Shabbat. And I've actually found it really nice. I think especially because I mean, working with Smashing Life and Smashing the Glass, like it's not a traditional nine to five job. And like, I love that about it, but it does mean it can be hard to be fully switched off. I mean, and like partly because, you know, I enjoy it, but like, even so you, you still want to, you know, have some time when you're really off. And I do find just sort of being on my phone, being on the computer, it, it makes it hard for me to fully sort of separate. And so I do find having this sort of like delineated, you know, separate time when I'm, you know, not checking my email, you know, not scrolling through social media. I found it really nice. I usually just read a lot, which I mean, I really enjoy reading. So for me, that's like a, a happy, you know, break to take, you know, just like take a nap if I want to. And I've been, I've been really enjoying it. So. I'd love to hear more about that because it, obviously I'm in the same position as you. Yeah. I'm, I'm hooked on the devices partly because I enjoy it so much. I'll hold my hands up. I'm hooked on Instagram. I love it. Uh, you guys know how much I love it. I just hate to say it, but it's part of the way I, I relax as well. So mm-hmm. tell me, but on yeah. the other hand, what, what you're saying sounds like bliss. And I, I'd love to know what made you make that decision. And and was it kind of like an addict coming off something? Or t- tell me about that. Tell me about that. So, I mean, for me, it's been a combination of things. I mean, It is a little bit that, I mean, like you, like on one hand, sometimes, you know, I find Instagram is a great way to zone out, you know, when I'm stressed, it's just very sort of like numbing, you know, in a way to just like sort of scroll through your feed. And like, sometimes that can be a good thing. But um, then I also feel like I can get into this thing of like, you know, I have to look at like everything on my feed. I have to watch like every story, you know, (laughs) and it can get very overwhelming, especially in this, like, in this world where four hours can mean you miss like a major piece of news mm-hmm. or major trend yes. or something. It must yes. be very difficult to, yes. to switch off and not, not know what you're missing for, for those four or five hours, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would say, I mean, so that's sort of been one element of it. Sounds like a positive one. It sounds yeah. like it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you, it, you, it has been. Yeah. We, we need to do a whole episode of that um, because yeah. I'm very, very interested, but let's, yeah. talk, let's talk more about Shabbat. So, I mean, me personally, 
I have an Israeli mother, um, Sephardi. I have an English British father, Ashkenazi. I mean, they are they're very much together. They were together my whole life, but just singling them out in that way. But so we grew up um, with a tradition in a traditional Jewish household. We had a wonderful Friday night dinners. My mom made a kind of Ashkafadi type of <laughs> mash up with some chicken soup and all kinds of, you know, Sephardi bits as well. And for me, growing up, it was always about Friday night. It was about whatever happens during the week, you know, you mix with your non-Jewish friends, you do whatever you do, but Friday night is, and it, you know, it's, it's something that I didn't even realize how important it was to me till I went to university and it wasn't there anymore. And I was mixing with all these non-Jewish friends, which I love, who I loved. I was having a time in my life, but there was no, there was no Judaism in my life unless I tried to find it or unless I purposely made some Jewish friends or purposely went to a Shabbat dinner. And it just made me realize, wow, you know, having a Jewish home, doing Friday nights was just something that was there my whole life that I just thought was always in a way, you know, I took it for granted. No, I took it for granted because obviously it was special, but it's just the most beautiful memories, beautiful structure as a Jewish girl growing up. Um, nothing special, nothing, you know, fancy. We didn't actually have many people over. It was very much a family night, the four of us, me, my parents, my brother. But it was just, yeah, it was just the slowing down at the end of the week that I enjoyed. Fast forward to me uh, being married and with young kids, it kind of, you know, I have these sort of visions of, you know, the Friday night of my ancestors, you know, the beautiful <laughs> three course, you know, something out of Fiddler on the Roof, you know, mm-hmm. everyone helping. And it's just, I'm not there yet. And I don't know if I will be there because I want it, but I just, with my lifestyle, it's so busy. I'm not a natural in the kitchen. My husband does most of the cooking. And I don't know. So anyway, so our Friday nights now, like Sam said, having kids has made a difference. We do it because we know, you know, it's so much joy as a little family to sit down. Doesn't We don't make the traditional dinner. We might have some salmon. We all might do schnitzels. I mean, it's just whatever's going, but it's a family night. And I'm only now on the podcast connecting the dots. That's what I did as a kid. It was, fam- it was about family. I'll normally buy a challah. I don't have time to bake again as much as I'd like to. Don't have time. Buy a challah for me. Feels special on a Friday. I buy that challah. That's what makes me feel special for Shabbat. For me, it's very simple. It's just the stopping at the end of the week and making an effort that, you know, feels feels right for your capacity. You know, you don't, you know, bend yourself in half to make a Shabbat. So you have Shabbat, but you're actually on the floor exhausted. Um, yeah. And then in terms of the Saturday itself, we don't really do anything to market. You know, we Saturday and Sunday are sort of equal days for us as a family. So yeah, I might take some of the ideas that we're going to discuss and, and try them out. I'm inspired by by your success with what you've tried, Emily. <laughs> Honestly, what you were saying with, you know, not not that you took it for granted, but because it was always a part of your life growing up and then, you know, meeting non-Jewish friends and not having that constant. I totally feel the same way. As I moved through my adolescent to adult life, all of the boyfriends I, I had weren't Jewish and it never bothered me, but there was something missing. And it wasn't until I started dating my now husband that I realized how important, like just little things like Shabbat, like it's little, but it's so big. It's so meaningful. One of our first dates, I think it was maybe our second or our third date. We had a Shabbat dinner together and, he suggested it. 
and he came so, over. He's a keeper. <laughs> and I kept him. He he suggested Shabbat dinner. Oh my god, I'm dying. Over. That is adorable. He brought his challah cover because I didn't have one in my apartment with oh, my no. brought his little he brought his little book with all like the Shabbat songs and stuff. And oh, so I made cute. a Shabbat dinner. We did the prayers and like we we sang songs afterward to each Just, other. Oh my god, a Shabbat <laughs> day. Oh. Shabbat day. It was one of I remember sitting there on the couch with him as we're singing this guy who I had only gone out on a couple dates with and I was like this is one of the most special dates I have ever been on my heart feels so full because I don't have to explain this part of my life like this is just something that we both understand and both know and not that there's anything wrong with sharing your life with someone that didn't grow up with these things but just to know how important it was for me to incorporate this in my life and to know that it also is equally important to him is something that's so special. And when we have Shabbat together, it feels just like that, that first Shabbat date. Like it's just oh, a special. That's adorable. And it's really just one of my favorite things. I want to talk a little bit about that. Yeah, it's bringing back memories for me as well. You know, that sort of that thing on a Friday where I think we talked about it in one of our earlier episodes about you know that you want to get home for Friday night dinner or for Shabbat or whatever it is, or maybe Emily, you being a little more observant now on the Saturday as well. And people want to make plans or they want to see you and that kind of explaining thing. Did you, do you guys have any stories about that and how that well, feels? Honestly, I've just been trying to trick my friends into thinking that their Friday night plans should be coming over for Shabbat. <laughs> <laughs> two birds with one stone really. And I absolutely, like I mentioned earlier, I love having guests over for Shabbat, you know, Like I'll try to have a friend or two over for Shabbat whenever we can. And it's just something about like taking that time, like, yes, okay, Friday, the work day. But like when the time that work ends hits, I'm like, okay, like I'm baking my challah now. I am, I am making my chicken soup. Uh, Actually, my chicken soup is probably being made earlier because I make a six hour chicken soup. I'm very (laughs) serious about Shabbat chicken soup, but just all of these little things And I don't have the energy to do them every week. I don't, but when I do them, it is so meaningful. And, you know, my mom or, or my husband or other people, they're like, why don't you just buy like a box of chicken soup? Like, why are you cooking chicken soup for six hours? I'm like, because when I take a bite of my Shabbat chicken soup, I feel so at peace. It just, Mm. it is such a special way to mark Shabbat for me. And that's not for everybody. And that's fine, but it. It's what makes me feel connected. It's funny you say that about inviting non-Jewish friends as well, because, you know, naturally we think about inviting other Jewish families that we know like the girls are friends with and mm-hmm. we, we love the parents as well and we'll invite them. When we invite non-Jewish friends or have done, that's the sort of really exciting Friday nights when you're explaining it and they I just love it. love it and they, they're, they're yeah, they, it's, it's very special. And uh, I think it's something I, I would encourage anyone listening to do. Yeah. It's, you know what, there's something about it that makes it feel more special because I, when you're with other Jewish people, right. You're, you're going through the motions and Mm. like, it's still wonderful, but there's no stopping and thinking, well, why are we doing this? Why do we have like this wine or why are we doing it in the order? I actually, I had a friend over for Shabbat um, a few weeks ago who had never done a Shabbat before. And so we, you know, we cover the challah and we do the blessing over the wine and she was like, oh, like, why, why do we cover the challah? I'm like, 
well, because the Hala gets jealous otherwise. And, <laughs> and she's like, what? And I'm like, I don't think I've ever said that out loud, but that's what, how it was taught to me. <laughs> and it's such a weird thing. True? I was always taught that the challah gets jealous if the wine goes first. So you that is like it. a legit thing that is taught in the Jewish world. I don't know if there's maybe also some like deeper, more I'm adult sure there explanation, is. but like I, I learned that too, Sam. I did not have a deeper explanation for her. I had no, that was just what popped into my head. Yeah. I looked over at my husband. He said, yep, that's how it was taught to me too. Yeah, and same. She, she just laughed because she's like, this is maybe my favorite thing I've ever learned. Like, I don't know. I don't, you're, you're laughing. I'm laughing. No one knows why we're taught this, but we are. And it's so funny and it's so fun. My parents need to ask for a refund for their Sunday school because we were not taught that <laughs> all those years. But I love that. I love that. So let's talk about like, let's just dive into some of the basics for anyone who might be listening that, that wants to kind of understand a bit about Shabbat. So why is it a holiday? You know, what are some ways to celebrate and to market and some, we can all join in as well, but like some non-traditional ways as well to celebrate. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, Shabbat traditionally, um, well, it's one day a week. It's starting, you know, Friday night and going Saturday through sunset. And it's traditionally a day of rest in Judaism. And I mean, the reason for that is because traditionally it's in honor of, you know, the seventh day of creation, where in the first six days, you know, God created, you know, the world and like the, you know, the ocean and the animals and, you know, a a different thing on every day. And then finally on the seventh day, um, after he had created, you know, humans on the sixth day, he rested and, you know, like said, like, it's good. And so that's sort of what we're supposed to do in commemoration to just sort of take a rest and, you know, appreciate, you know, the week. I was also always taught that it's not that God needed rest, right? Because God is God, but God <laughs> rested specifically so that we could rest. So like, uh, not on purpose. that's nice. That is nice. I've always, and I always liked that. It was, it yeah. just it makes it more like intentional. I that's think. nice. And Shabbat is such a great time to, to reflect back on the week inside Smashing Life, our community membership club. We have a weekly wins thread. Isn't that great? And it's on a Friday. It's on, you know, before Shabbat comes in, because it is the perfect time to reflect back on the week. And if you do nothing else on Shabbat, reflect back and focus on the things that you have to be grateful for, even if it's just finding a great parking spot or <laughs> something you know, or something big that you achieved, big or small, it's a time to stop and reflect that I think is sometimes overlooked and sort of all the preparing and going into Shabbat mm-hmm. and now we're into Shabbat. It's that moment of pause that is actually why we do Shabbat. Yeah, yeah. What are some ways to market, to celebrate it, and as well as some, you know, maybe traditional ideas and then maybe some non-traditional ideas? So I would say, I mean, two traditional ways that are probably like some of the most beloved are having Friday night dinner, which I mean, again, that can be, you know, as fancy or as simple as you want it to be, you know, you can make it all yourself, you can get takeout, like, there are no rules about what the food has to be, but just having a dinner, you know, that is special to you, if that involves having guests over, you know, like Sam said, that can be a thing that's really special. But equally, if you just want it to be, you know, sort of just you or you and the people you live with, that can also be really special too. 
we've definitely and, done Shabbat takeout before. And oh it's, yeah. yeah, it's it totally not a, thing. To be a whole exactly. thing. We've had totally our, a thing. We've had April spritzes instead of Kiddush wine. Yeah, we wanted to, you know. And as long, you know, we had the challah and the cover next to it, and then our April spritzes. And you know, some people frown upon it, and we are not here to judge. You know, we are, are no judgment zone. You do what sparks joy and meaning for you. Yeah, and I think just to keep in mind that it doesn't have to be, you know, this big production that causes a lot of stress. Like, if if you if you like doing that, you know, by all means. But if you want to keep it really simple and not make it a lot of work, you know, that is just as good. So that the dinner, and of course, I mean, probably the most, you know, iconic food of the dinner is challah, which is, you know, the traditional Ashkenazi braided Shabbat loaf which is also really delicious. So, I mean, again, like if you want to make that and you have time to make that, that can be a really beautiful experience. But I mean, assuming you live somewhere where you can just go to the grocery store or bakery and buy hala, like that's great too. You know, like there's no, there's no like better or worse. Like there isn't like a hierarchy of, you know, better Shabbat meals. So yeah, like just do it in a way that will be meaningful to you and not stressful. And then the other thing that, again, is really just quick and easy, but also very meaningful is lighting Shabbat candles, which, you know, if you have or want to buy like beautiful Shabbat candlesticks, like you can, if you just want to like put your candles in some like tinfoil, like you also can, Um, but just, yeah, lighting the candles, um, saying the blessings and just having them, you know, burning in the background as you eat your meal is a really beautiful thing. Yeah, I mean, again, really easy, easy ways. And if you don't have beautiful Shabbat candles, you can light a couple of tea lights, you can light your favorite candle. If one of our Smashing Life members mentioned last week that she works um, as a vet and her, her two days off are not Saturday and Sunday or Friday and Saturday, but Tuesday and Thursday, what should she do about Shabbat? And we said, you can choose a Tuesday or a Thursday. Now, look, it's unconventional. But if that's what you've got, you can still market your way. You know, maybe later on down the line, you'll be able to do it on a Friday. But if you've just got your Tuesday, if you've just got your tea lights, if you've, you know, it's okay to market in these beautiful, simple ways. It's about the rest. It's about the disconnecting. It's about, as Emily said earlier, it's a different vibe. It's a different feeling to the rest of the week let's start thinking about how things feel rather than all the shoulds that go with it and all the should you know what you should be doing what you should be eating and what you should you know how does it feel on shabbat and obviously everyone associates friday night dinner with chicken soup roast oh. chicken the ashkenazi way what do you guys say about the, the menu the friday night dinner menu and, and some alternatives maybe that you've had in your time <laughs> so my menu is a little different I mean always a little different than that sometimes a lot different than that I mean I don't really eat meat so I mean since I was like a teenager you know like that roasted chicken and brisket have not you know appeared on my menu I like to take advantage of Shabbat to do I mean almost you know anything that's kind of like you know you, you kind of want it to feel special but you know, sometimes I'll make things that are more, you know, traditional, like Ashkenazi. I mean, like one favorite for me, I know this is kind of like a controversial food a lot of people don't like, but I grew up eating a lot of kasha varnishkas, which, you know, is like toasted buckwheat groats with like noodles. We always serve ours with roasted vegetables and it's not to everyone's taste, but like, I really like that. And that's kind of like, you know, my, the old, like, my flavors. That. 
Yeah. I, I can't eat that because I, I'm, I am gluten-free since birth because of allergies, but, but buckwheat doesn't have gluten, but the, but the noodles do. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. But, but my mom always had that on the table for her mm. and my dad growing up. So like, even though it wasn't something I specifically ate, I also associate that with Shabbat because it was always on the table. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. No, a lot of people who eat meat would serve that as a side dish, but I find it's a good main dish. I've made all kinds of things for Shabbat. Like I've made pasta dishes. I've made, I mean, like I do eat fish. So sometimes some kind of like fish, you know, I've, I've probably made like Mexican, you know, inflected Shabbat dinners. Like it really, it can be anything. Like don't feel limited by, um, I mean, by your family's Jewish traditions or any Jewish traditions. I mean, like the sky's the limit. Exactly. You know, I made Chinese stir fry once for some friends that were coming over and I didn't have time to roast a whole chicken. I've, I've made everything and anything, but I will say um, what I've noticed the last few Shabbats that I've like done, I, I've been making the shawarma chicken. um, And it's what I like about this recipe is that basically I chop up peppers and onions and portobello mushrooms. I put them all in the pan, um, like the baking dish. And then I put the chicken on top of it with the seasoning and I just let it all like cook together. And it's just such an easy, like one dish, one pan meal. And the last couple of times I've made it, my husband mentioned like, Oh my God, like every time you make this, it just gets better and better. It tastes delicious. (laughs) I'm like growing up, my mom always just made like roasted chicken. She'd buy a kugel because she's a great cook, but she's never been able to make a good kugel in her life. No offense. Sorry, mom. Um, so she's <laughs> which just goes to show if you can't make it, it's fine. It's okay. To, it's store-bought is perfectly fine. Um, and then some vegetable on the side. And that was like in my head Shabbat dinner, but now I'm making this shawarma chicken with these veggies and like roasted potatoes on the side. And I can see this becoming like my staple, like when I have kids one day, like, what are they going to think of when we have Shabbat dinner? Oh, they're going to think of mom's shawarma chicken with <laughs> and roasted potatoes. Like I already see it in my head. It's like, this is, this is it. This is the Shabbat meal. It's funny. We did Inside Smashing Life some time ago now with Amy Becker, who's one of our Smashing Life members. She's the creator of What Do You Want to Eat, which is my personal favorite Jewish food blog. Definitely check it. it out. And her Instagram is so fun and colorful. And we did a whole masterclass. We do masterclasses in there once a month. And the members said, we want a masterclass on Friday night dinner hacks. Mm-hmm. Because like them, and then we said, who's got the time to spend all week preparing the menu? Great if you do. But if you don't, and her top hack was shawarma, chicken shawarma. <laughs> and she's got her, she's got a great recipe yeah. there. I'll link to it in the show notes. She's got a great recipe for that. Also a great hack. I mentioned how I make my six hour chicken soup. Do I do that every Shabbat? Of course I don't. Who has that time? But what I do is I take a huge stock pot. I make about 10 quarts of chicken soup and I freeze it. And so then I have that for like the next four or five Shabbats. So I don't have to make my chicken soup every time. I just pop it out of the freezer and heat it up and then it's perfect. I did not know you were such a bella bista, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> when you come over, when you come over for Shabbat dinner or any dinner, I'm going to pull out all the stuff for you. I love having guests over. I love going all out. It's, it's a lot easier for me to do that when I have people coming over, when it's just my husband and I, just the two of us, like, it's a lot harder for me to find that motivation to cook because I can just cook us something very simple and quick. But for me, and like, this is not everybody and that's perfectly fine, but I find the most joy out of taking that time. Like, yes, it's, it's a lot more work. It's a lot more cleanup, but like seeing my friends come over, seeing the people I love come over, being able to feed them is like one of my love languages. So it's just, (laughs) it just fills my heart so much that it's always worth it. And it makes Shabbat feel so much more special for me. 
but it's a lot of work. I'm not going to lie. I'm like, I have that energy now, but who's to say I'll always have that energy. So I might as well keep doing it while, while it's still fun. <laughs> and if you want to do Shabbat and you are not able to do it with others because either of COVID or just you don't have any Jewish people in your neighborhood, suggest to do a Zoom Shabbat. Didn't you do that once, Sam, with a few people inside Smashing Live? We did. <laughs> yeah. The people that came on that call were from all over the country. And tell but, us a bit about it because it might inspire some others. Yeah, to- we, you know, one of one of our members, Carissa, she, her, her partner was out of town. She really wanted to do a Shabbat. And so we just sort of planned with like the time zones and everything. And I think it was like five or six of us got on a call with our partners or some of us without partners. And we just, yeah, we got on a call and we just did Shabbat all together um, from all these different states in the U.S. And it was just, it was so much fun. Like some of us had candles, some of us didn't. So we just looked at the other candles you know, some of us had challah, some of us didn't, it didn't matter. So whoever had whatever said whatever, you know, and it was just the the best part about it, Shabbat for me is the community aspect. And like community can just be you sitting with someone you live with, like a roommate, or it could be getting on a call with a friend, or honestly, it could even be by yourself with your cat. Like that's fine too. It's just about like marking it in a way that's special for you. And for me, that's talking with people that I love and care about. So it didn't matter. And I think I, I didn't make anything fancy for dinner that night because it's not like I had guests over. So it was just whatever we had in the fridge and I heated it up and we just sat on Zoom and we went through the rituals and it was just beautiful. It was so much fun to do. I think there's um, a screenshot. So I'll put that in the, in the yeah. show notes. Um, so you guys With our can Shabbat see. candles. Yeah, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. So we're going to just take a quick break. I want to tell you about something that I absolutely love. We'll be right back. Just want to take a moment to invite you over to my place. That's my Jewish community, Smashing Life, a place for everyone, Jewish or Jewish, to feel welcome. It's a non-judgmental Jewish community that nourishes and empowers you and gives you everything you need to feel Jewish at heart and supercharged in life, hosted by me, Karen Cinnamon. I'm going to hand over to one of our members, Jeanette, uh, so you can hear what she has to say about Smashing Life. I love all the perks of being in Smashing Life, from the masterclasses to the resources to the discounts to the opportunity to crowdsource in the Facebook group. It all provides so many great benefits. We also have forums, recipes, book clubs, craft clubs, modern Jewish life experts, Zoom Kabbalah Shabbats, monthly expert masterclasses, social events online and real life discounts, gifts, and I could go on and on. It really is the place for every Jewish woman. It is super inclusive, super warm, um, and I invite you to come and join us and connect with me and hundreds of other like-minded Jewish women from all over the world. You'll find a beautiful community local to you, and you'll also create new Jewish friends all over the world to share Jewish culture and joy with and learn Jewish rituals that will fill your life with purpose. So head on over to smashinglife.club and come join us. So we're back. Um, I want to talk to you also about something that's not often associated with Shabbat, but actually is associated with Shabbat. When I say not associated, sort of not always associated, but it's actually tzedakah it is customary Mm -hmm. to give tzedakah i think just before we light the shabbat candles is Mm -hmm. that right what's tzedakah karen it is (laughs) (laughs) so 
so it means charity, what's well, often translated as charity, but the Hebrew word actually means something closer to justice or righteousness. You know, as Jews, it's very important to us to donate, to give, whether that's our time, our money, or in any other way. Um, and it's a really nice habit if you can get into prior to lighting the candles to have a little tzedakah box. Now, anybody else call it a pishka? Yeah, yeah. Really? My, my family had a pishka box. Um, yeah, it's just like a little tzedakah box, but they call it a pishka and you fill it up with coins, like any spare coins you have throughout the week, you throw it in. And then it's actually, I don't know how it works, but like people in the community know who has one and they stop by like once a month to collect whatever's in it. And then they give you back the empty one and then you just fill it up again. Yeah. And if you, you know, you can, you can, again, interpret it in your own way. You can make a electronic donation every week to a cause that's meaningful mm-hmm. to you. Mm-hmm. You can volunteer your time. Volunteer. Yeah, absolutely. You can, you know, even give a friend a call that, you know, needs to hear from someone. I mean, anything, but just that sense of stopping once a week. Again, it's not that you don't want to be charitable. We all do, but life is just so busy and hectic. So it's a lovely thing to associate Mm. with Shabbat. And again, another beautiful way to mark it. Any other other ways that we can mark Shabbat? I mean, there's so many. I mean, a, a lot of people, I mean, this is never really my tradition, but, you know, like sing Shabbat songs, you know, at dinner, and that can be really a beautiful thing. Yeah, my girls love Shabbat Shalom. Yeah. Yeah, like all those, all those like Hebrew school songs, you know, bring some of those out. That can be a lot of fun. I mean, some people you know, enjoy going to services on Friday night or Saturday morning. And I mean, now with COVID, there are a lot of online streaming options as well. Mm-hmm. So if you just can't get out or you don't live in or near a Jewish community, I mean, that can be an option as well. That's really worth exploring. Does anybody um, like a beer cat Amazon? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do. <laughs> uh, beer explain Amazon, what it is. Yeah, yeah for anyone that may know like I essentially the grace after meals. So the prayers that you would do after any meal, um, it's pretty long. Uh, you know, some people do it after every single meal every day, um, not just on Shabbat. Uh, however, if I have a friend over who knows it and enjoys doing it, like I do, I think it's really special to, to go through the whole thing. It's something that we did in youth group growing up and it's something I would that- do it with friends. Yeah. I'd yeah, love absolutely. the idea of doing it with you too. And some other people, I think, again, my associations of it, like long kind of you know you got to make it fun you got to have the hand yeah yeah (laughs) on the table and make it best is that something you do on your shabbats when you have people over if if i have people over who know what it is um i don't usually do it by myself because especially if it's you know people who don't know what it is or have never heard it before it can be very long to to sit through if, if you don't know what it is but we had a friend over a couple of weeks ago who was in the youth group with me who who knew it. And so I asked if she wanted to. And our partners kind of both looked at us like, oh, all right, go ahead. <laughs> we, had <a> blast. <laughs> we had so much fun. It's like the same thing that Emily was saying. It's just like to us, it's another song. It's another fun song. So that's it's meaningful. One of my favorite things to do on the Saturday, and this is perfectly a great way to honor Shabbat, is to have a little nap. <laughs> Oh, yes. yes. That is a, a great naps. thing to do. <laughs> Those are um, key. You know, when can you have a nap in the middle of the day if not Shabbat? But um, yeah. yeah um, so yeah, relaxing is mm-hmm. a really important one. And when you're constantly fed by all the, you know, magazines to self-care, relax. But 
little things you know curl up with a good book like you know emily was talking about taking a, a stroll just whatever shabbat relaxing mm-hmm. yeah shabbat walk. love a shabbat walk what else how else do you guys relax on on shabbat i like a nap <laughs> yeah i i am also very pro nap i would say for me yeah like napping and reading are the big ones you know maybe a walk yeah you know, food and like that that's enough for me i don't i don't need so much stimulation in my day and Emily, I'm not one to know much about this. So I'm going to put this question to you because I haven't really done it, but I'd like to talk a bit about Havdalah. Mm-hmm. Love yeah. So, I mean, to be honest, that is not something I do on a regular basis either. I mean, I'd like to, because I think it's a beautiful tradition, but so basically Havdalah is a ceremony that marks the end of Shabbat that you do on Saturday night, like as Shabbat is going out. So it's sort of a counterpart to lighting your Shabbat candles on Friday night to welcome Shabbat in. So Havdalah candles are, they're just so beautiful. They are beautiful. Instead of the two Shabbat candles that you would have, it's just this one long, beautifully braided candle. They can come in different colors. I'll I'll link to some, I'll link to one or two. Yeah. They're very distinctive candles. They're very cool. Yeah, it's a tradition. You you light that um, very distinctive, you know, braided candle. I believe it has two wicks as well. Mm -hmm. You say some blessings on it. There's also some wine and traditionally you also like it's traditional to have like a little spice box that you put aromatic things in and you can put in a lot of different things but it is I think traditional to put in spices you know like I don't know cloves and whatnot and pass it around and everyone sort of like smells it because traditionally I mean well you're supposed to be sort of sad that Shabbat is ending and there's also a tradition that you get a extra soul like on Shabbat that like leaves during Havdalah so it's like to comfort you as all those sad things are happening you can have this like nice smell to lift your spirits I did not know that I'm learning yeah 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 it's it's but also it checks out I feel like with every happy tradition in in Jewish life there's always a little bit of sad to it which yeah it's pretty (laughs) funny I think it's very funny (laughs) it is funny always always remember to be a smidge sad yeah I know I know even (laughs) with that obviously with my work at smashing the glass I call it smashing the glass because it is the moment at a Jewish wedding but there's about 10 different symbolisms to smashing the glass and nine out of 10 of them is just like to remember something awful <laughs> just as you're mm-hmm. having the greatest moment of your life. Not, <laughs> yeah, I, there's always, I feel like at a Jewish wedding, like someone always brings up the Holocaust. I'm like, <laughs> must we? But it's like, yeah, yeah, we gotta. And I, <laughs> for my wedding, I was like, we're not, I don't, we don't need to. Yeah. We all, we're all thinking it. We all know we don't need to bring it up. <laughs> and did everyone comply with that? They or? did, they did. <laughs> they were like, well behaved. We, I think we went with the, oh, when you smash the glass, like may your love last as long as it takes to put all the pieces back together version, which I like better. I think that's a more, that's more uplifting. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. (laughs) Yeah. It, it definitely is one of those happy, sad things. I do think, I mean, again, even though I'm not currently doing it, it is a really nice thing to have. I mean, just like we have a lot of rituals to mark the start of Shabbat, I do think it's a nice thing to have sort of a ritual to mark the end of it as well. So yeah, maybe a more sort of modern thing that you can do is just sprung to my head. It's not, you know, I have to do it, but like it could, it could be a, a great time to sort of maybe plan the week ahead or a, a goal for a week ahead or something you want to do or, but yeah, you can, it's a way at the end of the day, it's essentially a way to separate this peaceful Shabbat period with the start of the new week. Is that mm-hmm. it? Yeah, exactly. So let's finish up with some quick fire questions. Oh, very... Here we go. Okay. No, 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 they're very like easy ones. Apart, 
apart from the last one. <laughs> so Emily and Sam, you can answer at the same time. Homemade challah or store-bought challah? Well, homemade. I go homemade. Yeah, I go homemade, but that's because I'm allergic to gluten and I can't find like a good gluten-free challah that I can just buy. But you have been sharing your amazing gluten-free challahs inside Smashing Light. So yeah. you found the way. I found the way. It, it only took a, a pre-made gluten-free mix and a mold, but yeah. <laughs> we love it. Yeah, the mold is on Amazon. I know because you've shared it a few times. Yeah. <laughs> um, the reason I asked you to answer at the same time because I knew what the answer would be. <laughs> Um, this one you can go separately. Emily, you start. Red wine, white wine, or grape juice for kiddish? I think red wine just feels the most traditional to me. And, you know, I have to say, I do have kind of a soft spot for those like grape juice tasting wines <laughs> like that you grow up with, you know, being served at like Shabbat Like, yeah, or I mean, it doesn't even have to be that brand, but like they're not that good, but it just sort of hits this like nostalgia button, you know? <laughs> I knew you'd say something like that. <laughs> Oh gosh, and Emily. I mean, Emily. I mean, Sam. I know Sam. Red wine, white wine, or grape juice for kiddish? All wine, all wine, every wine, wine every day, um, every day. No, I mean, I, I also agree with Emily. Like, red wine does feel more traditional. So, like, aesthetically, it looks very nice. But you know, if I have a bottle of white wine, if that's what's on handy, if I only have grape juice on hand, like, all of it's fine. I it does not matter to me. Uh, just something that I can make the blessing on works perfectly fine. Okay, and finally, you could, whoever wants to answer first, um, but you're both answering. If you could have Friday night dinner with any three Jewish people, dead or alive, who would it be and why? I can tell you who, like, one of my people would be right off the bat. I mean, I'm really into um, Jewish food history. So there is a really amazing Jewish food historian who's like the Jewish food historian who um, sadly passed away, I think, in his early 60s in like 2014. And that was like, I was aware of him and his work, but I wasn't really involved in the Jewish food scene yet enough to have like made contact with him or have like spoken to him. Like, I really wish I had. So his name was Gil Marks. He wrote a really amazing book called The Encyclopedia of Jewish Food. Food, which is what it sounds like it's like you can look up like any Jewish food or any Jewish holiday and just read this like amazing you know entry that will tell you everything you want to know about it and some incredible cookbooks that I really love favorite one is called Olive Trees and Honey it's a vegetarian Jewish cookbook so I would recommend you check that out too so he would definitely be like my top one I have to think for a second about who my other two would be Sam is it very corny to say the two of you and my mom <laughs> just three three awesome jewish ladies at my shabbat table would be amazing oh we've got to that do is that. so sweet we have i would been... certainly love you too to be at my shabbat table oh, as well. that is so sweet i have to tell listeners that we have all been in the same room together even though we kind of all live different places well emily and sam often live in new york city too, but i'm all the way in london and we have we have hung out in new york pre-covid so hopefully that that will return soon and i'm waiting for you guys to come have shabbat dinner with me and my family in london i would love that, I would love that amazing. emily any more for you or are you just gonna have a, a blind date well see a- now i feel like <laughs> i should say like you two because that would wow. also be really amazing <laughs> it would be but gosh for others Okay, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna stick on my Jewish food theme because 
Jewish food history is just like my pet nerdy interest. This is sort of another cookbook person, but there's a really cool cookbook called the Vilna Vegetarian Cookbook, which is translated from Yiddish. It was originally written in the 1930s by this woman, Fania Lawando, who ran what I think might've been the world's first kosher vegetarian restaurant in Vilna, cool. Lithuania before the war. And she wrote this cookbook vegetarian cookbook and at that time it was sort of very like vegetarianism like as a health movement and you know it was a little bit different than we would look at it today and the food was also a little bit different than we would look at it today but um as someone who you know loves Jewish food and food history and is mostly vegetarian I would have loved to meet her as well I think she and Gil Marks you know would make a good a good foodie <laughs> pair and we could have a good conversation together and I think for my third person this breaks the theme a little bit, but I think I would say my maternal grandmother, she passed away when I was four. She was very like, on one hand, like a lot of my, you know, Jewish traditions, such as they are sort of come through her. But on another hand, she was a very, you know, non-traditional person, especially for her time. And I just, I would love to, you know, have that with her as well. And just, you know, have an adult conversation. That's awesome. That is everything. so beautiful. Okay. Um, so what would we, what will we serve at our Shabbat dinner when we all true. have Shabbat that's dinner together? Point. Let's talk about that. Well, I'm a you said you're mostly vegetarian. Do you eat chicken soup? You know, I would eat chicken soup. I you know, used to, make a, to be, I make a vegetarian one. I used to be pretty strict about being vegetarian, but like, I'm really not anymore. So like, yes, I would eat your chicken soup. Okay. So I'll make you chicken soup and matzo balls. And then, I love a matzo ball. I love that. Hmm, I once made this really cool vegan, like eggplant lasagna thing, but like the the lasagna noodles were made of eggplant and then Ooh, the cheese was actually good. like a tofu ricotta that I made. That sounds very and good. It was scrumptious. I did make that for a Shabbat dinner once when I had some vegan uh, friends over Yeah, and it was perfect. And I served that with like some roasted veggies on the side and it was delightful. So that I think that's delicious. what I, I would make that. And I'm also pretty good with par of dessert. So yeah. par not, not dairy, not meat. So and out. I want to try your special gluten-free challah. Oh yeah. Well, obviously yeah. the challah, the yeah. challah will be there. We have to meet again for another episode. This has been so much fun. Um, we're gonna, we've got an accompanying guide. If you want to download it, just go to yourjewishlife.co, that's .co slash Shabbat, S-H-A-B-B-A-T, really simple. Head over there, get your free guide to all things Shabbat that we've discussed today and join us for the next episode. Okay. This was so much fun. Shabbat shalom, really I guess we should say. Shabbat shalom. Shabbat shalom. <laughs> Bye. 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 If this episode inspired you in some way, I'd love you to take a screenshot of you listening on your device and post it to your Instagram stories and tag me at Your Jewish Life. I'd love to connect with you on Instagram and be your Instagram friend. That would be fun. And I'd also love you to subscribe and share the episode with anyone you know who might benefit from it. I'd love you to leave a review as well. All these ways make sure that more people get to listen to the podcast and get inspired to live their Jewish life their way and we can spread the Jewish joy. So that would be a lovely mitzvah if you wanted to leave a review or share this episode with a friend or subscribe. One more thing I want to tell you about just before I go today is I've got a really great handy checklist for you if you are trying to build a Jewish home or you've got a home and you want to make it more Jewish or you just want to 
feel more Jewish at home. And it is a free checklist for everything you need in a modern Jewish home, literally covering everything you need to set up your modern Jewish home. If you've got a lot of these things, it's just a great reminder. There's links to everything you need as well. So it's, it's really handy in that way too. And there's checklists for Rosh Hashanah, Shabbat, Hanukkah, Passover, and lots of minor Jewish holidays as well. And all sorts of fun ideas for the items too. So just head to yourjewishlife.co slash Jewish home if you want to grab that checklist. That's yourjewishlife.co, that's .co slash Jewish home, all one word. And the checklist is for you, whether you're Jewish, Jewish, or becoming Jewish. Let me know what you think. Drop me a line on Instagram and have a great day.